Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Been, um, we've been hitting some drinks, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we were under the influence of a strawberry full moon on <laughs> June 3rd. Oh, we were? Yes, and guess what? What does that mean? We drink more? <laughs> it, it means that it shines its light into the house of... Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Sweet. your sign. Nice, nice. So you know it's bringing the influence of adventure, yeah. freedom, yep. independence, and hard drinking. Oh, good, because I've been doing all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> right on. No, seriously, we're kicking off our tarot talk and astro updates. Uh, did you know that the strawberry moon was nicknamed after wild strawberries? No, I didn't. Yes. They start to ripen during that early summer time and that's how it got its name but it's also called the hot moon i bet it is because it's related to sagittarius's <laughs> and the mead moon the mead mo moon mm, okay and the rose moon uh speaking of which mead is alcohol have you ever had mead holly no it's a delicious honey wine and it goes down way too easy it will knock your socks off like fireball a lot like Fireball, <laughs> only it doesn't taste like it's Fireball. It, it's very smooth, honey. Mm, you don't burn? even know. Does it no, burn? Mm -mm. Oh, that's what I like about Fireball. No, and the burn. they they usually give it to you in a very small glass, so mm. you feel like you didn't get anything. Oh, and so then when you drink more of it, then you're realizing, oh, I should have stuck with the one glass. Yeah, I should I have see. just it's done It's a slow that. creeper. It's so a, you, you it's think a creepy you're fine, creeper. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa! Like I all have Sagittarius. Just the one <laughs> <laughs> they Dude, sneak up on you and steal your heart. I should have had the one Sagittarius, <laughs> not two. <laughs> <laughs> so the full moon in Sagittarius is mm -hmm. the wanderlust sign, okay. which won't ever settle for spending the summer sitting at home. No, no. And this means many of you will be moving forward with plans to relocate or purchase a home. I think that's good news for a lot of people who felt, you know, is cooped up. Kind of like you, because you could relocate next door to me. I'm not relocating. I don't think that's in the in the plans you guys, for me. She won't move next door to me because she doesn't like the palm tree in the yard. I think that's a big sign <laughs> of a big no no right big in my sign face. That you should move next door. Don't ignore obvious signs. Lesson number one. So full moons also represent closures. Okay. And completions in areas where you have learned important lessons. Okay. And lots of you will have your vacations planned and will be traveling. So you're long due for it. Enjoy. This one may bring up issues, though, around integrity, truth, and also about dealing with unhealthy habits. It also encourages you to live with a purpose that is transparent and honest. So this full moon energy will be in, in effect the full moon energy will be in effect for about two weeks. Cool. So remember I talked about the fixed grand cross or the square we were under last month? Mm -hmm. yep. Well, it has slightly shifted. The square is still there, but the planet Venus now has moved in conjunction with Mars. It is still a fixed energy, but Venus is a wonderful benefic planet for peace. It helps soften the aggressive warlike energy and tension of Mars mm. and brings with it harmony, which is good news for bringing society back to a more cooperative place and wholeness. So it's kind of a sexy planet. Um, you're going to have that masculine testosterone energy of Mars mixing with the beautiful estrogen energy of Venus. Yeah, and they're going to have some pretty cool kids. Yeah, they will make a baby nice. this month nice. for a lot of people. Cool. I, I think that's awesome. And I think it played out pretty remarkable with the whole debt crises being passed, you know, coming oh, to an agreement. Okay, good. I, I think they did. I knew that in the news they were talking, they were getting close to it. Okay. I didn't know for sure, but I thought like they had come to an agreement. Okay, good. 
So the square energy, while not as intense as the standoff of last week, will still be influencing us. The effects of it you can see play out in our lives into 2024 of next year. Hmm. So our perspective of time right now might get very wonky. We might feel like time is running very differently for us. Some people will say that days feel very short and bring with it lots of brain fog, sleep disturbances, and disorientation. Mm. Other people will have trouble prioritizing daily tasks. One day will seem to just flow into the next day. People lose track of what day it is. And many will want to take afternoon naps. <laughs> I want to take an afternoon Do you want to nap, take a nap every day. So that makes a lot of sense. I think that sounds lovely, <laughs> an afternoon <laughs> siesta. Yeah. I personally, though, will be looking for new Mandela effects. I think if time is wonky, we might see some of that. I, speaking of which, I've had some Mandela effects lately. Go okay, ahead. speaking of which, we were discussing. I could have sworn Tom Cruise was born with a different name, like Herbert or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we he, looked it up, and he was not. He was always been Tom Cruise. I guess. Okay, guys, like I'm so shocked. I seriously thought he had a different name and changed it to Tom Cruise. Because that just sounds like such a cool name. Yeah. Like, who would name their kids such a cool name yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, they probably knew he was going to be famous someday. And they're like, they, you know what, they must have done his astrology <laughs> chart right when he was something, born. Something. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Let me know if you're seeing any new Mandela effects out there. Okay. We love to hear about we'll them. We'll do. We'll do. Also, Sun and Mercury will be working together from June 11th on. And Mercury, now that it's direct, brings accelerated results. So you will find easier communication with an emphasis on problem solving. You might be changing your mind a lot right now. I equate this experience to a game of musical chairs where you're rotating options to shuffle out past mistakes or incompatible arrangements to bring harmony into your personal world. So be prepared for events or escalations to help boost your efforts. Now, this fast-paced energy may throw you off your game and feel very rushed for some people. But for me, I would love for fast energy right now. Yeah. We all will be feeling like the wheels on the bus are moving forward once again. And those of us who have kind of felt stuck, we should be having more clarity this month on areas of our lives that we need to have definition for and have the momentum now to get this ball rolling. How does this play out on the world stage, you ask? Carol, how does this play out on the world stage? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> this month's energy will bring in an enormous amount of information and news. Facts quickly coming forward for us to digest. There'll be headline news pretty much every day with oh. this energy. Wow. Okay. What kind of headline news do you think? I don't know, but Mercury is the planet of awakening. So probably some shock and awe. It has now moved to a new degree of 20, 21 degrees of Taurus. This configuration has not happened for the last 84 years, never in our lifetimes for most of us. So this is a brand new thing huh. in our lifetime. And Uranus, the planet of surprises, is also moving very quickly, creating lots of changes in people's lives. So you have to be flexible and you're, you're going to need to be able to just stop and pivot into new directions. This is very difficult for people like me who don't like surprise changes in their plans or loss of control. I like to know in advance what's happening so I can prepare for it. All I heard you say was aliens. Uh, aliens, oh. surprise attack or something. Okay, the timelines are shifting already, guys. <laughs> She's on the alien disclosure path. Well, you said surprises. Yes, no, I, I agree. And people's lives will change. And we've never had this in our, our um, configuration before, 20, 21 degrees of Taurus. In a couple Mercury. of days, I think that Stephen Greer new documentary is going to come out. And I'd like to see that where he talks about all the uh, alien technology that has been suppressed from the public. And I will be interested to see what that is because he, he did mention a couple of things that sounded pretty fascinating. I can't wait. Mm. I would love to actually have some hard proof. Yeah. I mean, he might present it, but that doesn't mean we have access to the technology. I mean, ever since Back to the Future, I've been waiting for those hoverboards. Oh we God. haven't even gotten to that. I want to time travel. I really need a hoverboard. I'd wear I, a helmet. I want to time travel, but not in a way that I fuck anything up because I don't want to mess the time. Well, that's up. impossible. 
you've you've seen the movies. I've you always movie. fuck up shit. <laughs> what if my mom and dad never meet and then I never Oh born? my god. Well, <laughs> that would be terrible. Would then be this bad. podcast wouldn't happen. Oh shit. Oh my god. And then guess what would happen? A lot of people would have to listen to other podcasts. Happily so. <laughs> tragedy. Total tragedy for these oh, people. No. Lives would be changed. To their detriment. That would be bad. Of course. No, we don't want time travel. I take that back. (laughs) No, I I would love to hear about the technology. I'm all for free energy, and I hope that's what it is. Yes. I got my natural gas bill the other day Mm -hmm. and about fell out of my chair. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's summer. I'm not using my gas for heating. Where is this bill coming from? Yeah. I have no idea. It's becoming a real thing, and I've been hearing that it's been bad in other countries as well. Yes. The energy uh, crisis is happening and it's, yeah, I don't know. Now, Germany's out like chopping down their forest to um, have wood to wow. burn. Wow. Or going back to the old days. Yikes. So the mutable signs, let's talk about them. Gemini, Virgo. Oh, you know you're in it. Sagittarius. Woohoo! And mutable. And your man, Pisces. Yeah, the rock. Well, you guys will feel this the most because... You'll be worried that you're making the wrong decisions or you're somehow put into a situation where you have to decide or act on something very quickly. Honey, don't listen to Carol. Yeah. It's just not going to affect us. <laughs> You'll have to act on something immediately and you will feel that time is working against you. But the shift in our perspectives and with the square aspect still in effect, it will raise questions on how we fit our values and goals into the big picture of an unknown future that seems very different from what we had in mind for ourselves in the past. This also might affect our just daily routine. If you were a rare soul who did not experience any upheaval recently in your life, then it's likely you're going to experience this transformation in a more subtle way. Perhaps the issue even resolves itself so quickly with these energies um, that some of you just don't even realize what happened. And then there's others that deal with it by just kicking the can down the road. Hmm. And so there'll be a group that just does that in order to just not have to make the decision. I think it's really interesting, Holly, your episode last week was on the insane asylums and the mental health issues. Yep. More mental distress is possible during this time for these specific signs of Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Hmm. Spiritual-minded people may feel the urge to get insight using alternative tools typically recommended by shamans. For example, in the past, some would be encouraged to go on vision quest experiences where they would use psilocybin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Peyote. Peyote. Ashwagandha. Um, that is um, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Oh my gosh. Ashwagandha is like a Is herb. it different? I think isn't it just like Valium or something? I don't know enough about my. I'm sorry, I don't know psychedelics. Yeah, I've my, done. I've done. My soul, true self is being. I've done the psilocybin, and that was. <gasps> don't um, ever confess to that. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I think I told you about my experience. It was it was cool. There was lots of colors, and um, I kept having a conversation with something, and my sister was like, "That was me." Yeah, <laughs> my sister was like, "How do you know it's not your brain?" I go, "I don't know that it's my brain." Were you speaking German? It no, probably wasn't your brain. But there were things that I, I think I believe as a person that whatever this was I was talking to does not agree with. Okay. So do I not agree with my own brain? Maybe. I don't want to get into those topics, but I um, it was interesting. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people, I've heard stories, including yourself, where they've gotten major insight and profound experiences. Um I think another one that people use is DMT, like the God molecule. DMT would be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind trying that because DMT is very short, whereas uh, psilocybin was hours and hours. But DMT, I think, is like a 15 minutes. Yeah, 15, 15. 10 10 to 15 minute window, then you're back. Well, I'm issuing a very strong warning right now. It is not a good time with these planetary alignments to be experimenting or escaping with any of these mind-altering substances right now other than, oh, alcohol. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I, I want to say not even alcohol, but we're mm. already doing it, so we'd kind of be hypocrites. Oh, well, so 
Just don't do what Carol and I do. Just do what we say. (laughs) No, you just want to be careful right now with doing any of mind altering substances, because even if you have the best intentions and set yourself for like having a positive experience, these quote unquote tools could be very scary trips for you as it will take you to the extreme side of your shadow self and into the underworld to bring out your biggest areas of needed work. And this is just too much to handle right now because our south node is in Scorpio and Scorpio highlights secrets and betrayals, areas in our lives that are toxic to us. And the energy is so um, amplified. It's in effect until July 18th that unfortunately a lot of people who are doing this will be taken too deep into that shadow side oh um so and and also your intuition will Mm. be at an all-time high anyway this Mm. month so anything extra you bring to the mix might not be necessary and only add to your confusion so my advice is to ground yourself instead Mm -hmm. and despite the pressure to make fast abrupt decisions just trust in your own intuition that your decisions will be the right step forward and i know that you know a lot more than me about grounding Um, So maybe you can explain a little bit about how to just do that naturally and kind of how that experience has been for you. Well, hmm. because you've been on both sides. You've done the psilocybin. Psilocybin. Sorry. (laughs) Josh, cut that. Psilocybin. (laughs) I've done the psilocybin. And you've done a lot of grounding. For me, grounding really is just staying connected to the earth. And I guess the best way I could say say what a good grounding experience is, is who you surround yourself with. So if you think about a celebrity, um, they become very famous and everyone around them is constantly talking to them about how amazing they are. It disconnects you from the earth because you're just being filled up with people's accolades, right? But there's people who want to be connected to you because it makes them important or they want to share your limelight somehow. So they won't tell you the truth because they don't want to be cut out of your circle. But grounded people will tell you the truth. They'll be honest. You know, you're being an asshole. You're, you need to do this. You need to remember that. You need to remember your roots and be good to your family or your friends or the people that got you there who are going to stick by you regardless if you're famous or not. Yeah, and they'll call you out on your bullshit. And they'll call you out on your bullshit because it's very easy when you get famous to become full of yourself. Now, that's an example of a, of a famous person, but we all deal with certain levels of narcissism in our own lives. And so it's kind of the same thing. The people that ground you, you need them yeah, because they're going to keep you honest and they're going to keep you real and they're going to bring you to your truth. And ultimately, I think that that's the journey that we're on is finding out what's true for us. Yeah. Finding out what our truth is and exploring that and letting everything else fall away. And... When you get to your truth, you find who you are. And that, I think, is the point of life, is you're evolving your soul to find out truly who you are in that moment, despite what anybody else says or does. And finding your ground and standing up for what you believe in. And that is, I think, that the point of life. And you know, how do you do that? I know you can go out and touch trees. You and can touch trees. Walk I think barefoot meditation. on the ground. Yeah. And I also think, and I've told you about this a hundred times, Carol, um, I really like this Matt. Christine Marie Shelton that I Oh yes, I know her, her stuff where she teaches you how to get rid of thoughts and beliefs that block energy from coming in that fill you up. So if you, for example, are trying to manifest money and you have a lot of beliefs around money that block money from coming in, she teaches you how to get rid of those beliefs. Um, and her work has helped me a lot in my personal life. So getting rid of things that do not serve you any longer because they're no longer true or you no longer have to invest in those beliefs, getting rid of them out of your energy field and you're able to bring in what does serve you, um, is a great way to ground. But I think meditation is, mm-hmm. is a good one. Walking in a forest, right. being connected to trees, or if you don't live in a foresty area, just being outside, just um, don't poke yourself on a cactus. Right. Get away from the cement. 
and ground into the to the earth itself. I think that's a huge part of grounding. And you can get one of those mats that you've got. Right. I have something called an earthing mat. An earthing mat. I got it on Amazon. It was like 75 bucks. And essentially what you do is you plug this mat into a outlet that's been granted to the earth and it helps your blood to detoxify from anything that is making you feel inflammation, mm-hmm. any sickness, stuff like that. It'll help you to drain that out. And the first time I used it, I could tell it was working. I could feel it working. And I've lent it out to a client now who's got it and he likes it too. It's interesting. And there's a whole documentary about it. You can find it on Gaia or YouTube, I think. This guy figured out that that just walking around, or if you don't want the money, you don't want the mat, that's fine. Yeah. Take your shoes off and walk around on the on the ground, not the cement, on the ground. Yeah, there's a reason why as children we would run around barefoot all that's the time. That's right. That's right. Children just naturally know this. They want to be part of the, of earth. the earth. Just let your feet connect to the earth and be out there for 30 to 40 minutes and just let your body take in the healing from the earth. There's something to it. I think there's something to it. And I think especially now with the planetary alignment, you're going to see amazing results with this if you do it because, you know, with it being in Taurus, Mm. um, it helps bring the power of the earth to amplify that information that you're going to be getting through your grounding. And we all are going to be getting more intuitive right now. Jupiter is conjunct the North Node, which is our collective soul growth. Mm -hmm. So Jupiter brings out a lot of positivity. It helps develop bigger goals for us. And it helps us to get back to everything that is wholesome and natural, especially with it being in Taurus. So with this influence, um, we're going to be in this moment to take advantage of it until 2024. So that's quite a oh, long time. Okay. Yep. You'll want to see in your chart where Taurus is. And that is where Jupiter will help expand or transform mm. the area in a positive way for yourself. For example, I'll just give you a couple. If Taurus is in your sixth house, it will mean great strides in your health, in your daily environment or daily tasks. You, you'll find that things just are going along really well. You'll be able to implement changes that actually really affect for the better your health. Mm -hmm. Also, if there's an issue or problem that you aren't aware of, sometimes Jupiter will bring things to light so it can be dealt with. Another example is, let's say you look at your chart and you find you have Taurus in your second house. Well, Jupiter may help you now to expand your material wealth or assets, but because it's also in the North Node, which is for your soul growth, mm-hmm. it might mean that it's going to help you release attachments to oh. your material possessions. Good. So that you're no longer wanting them now or okay. needing them. Good. I will be providing a link to some really good astrologers who I think do a great job breaking down these influences in detail for each of the zodiac sign. Um, So if you guys are interested, you can go and explore that deeper. And then I um, suggest you also go look up your gal that does the Christy Marie grounding. Yeah, she does. um, She she's on with uh, Mindful Valley. Mm -hmm. Is that I like my. Mindful Valley. Or is it, it's not Mindful Valley. Mind Valley. Mind Valley. Mind Valley. Mindvalley.com. I think she's on there. Um, but she has the affirmation program, which was interesting. I did that. And, and a I money like blocking. Yeah. Clearing. It's it rid of money blocks uh, so you can bring in more money. I think it was interesting. I actually shifted my energy quite a bit with her idea. And it's very simple. Yeah. But when you attune to it and you do it, I think it's very powerful. Yeah, and I wish I was open to receiving that. I might be now, um, but I get, I kind of felt like she was nervous in her delivery with nervous laughing. She's got a nervous laughter, but I don't know if she's nervous, but she does have a weird laugh that she interjects quite a bit. You're right. But I hear hear she has got a great program though, so don't let that deter you. Just do it. Because I do believe she knows what she's doing. On the Mind Valley program that you listen to. Yeah. It, she still has that. It's just her personality. And I, I, but she's not nervous. I don't think she's nervous, but it comes off that way. And I think that the YouTube video I sent you, she seemed a little nervous, but I have noticed huge energy shifts when I started to do it. Now, did it bring in a bunch of money? No, but I wasn't focused on money. I was focused on actually, abundance. I was yeah. focused on love. 
Yo. I was focused on how do I, because for the longest time, I was challenged on men and relationships. And oh, I right. was able to get rid of a n- bunch of negative beliefs around men. And then I met the most perfect person for me. And he is the best. He's very kind. He's the sweetest, most loving person I could have ever hoped to meet. And I didn't know that someone like that existed on the planet for me. And now that I do, I'm like, wow. And I don't think I could have brought him in if I did not do her program. Mm -hmm. So you can use it for money. You can use it for love. You can use it for whatever. But I used it for love. I did not use it for money. And I got handsomely rewarded because I was able to let go of things there were old beliefs that were built off of a small amount of experiences that I thought were true for yeah. universally. And once I got rid of those experiences, um, because of her program, I brought somebody in who treats me exactly how you'd ever want to be treated. So you, you ladies out there or your men out there who are looking for a healthy, promising relationship, yeah, try it. Because see, yeah, because. A lot of it is your own blocks. That's right. And belief systems that's, that's preventing right. you. That's For right. whatever reason it is to, you know, block that person coming into your life. And mm-hmm. you don't think you're doing it, but subconsciously you are. You are. So Because you do get programmed subconsciously you, you from do. childhood. Yeah. We just sure. all just when we go through things, we're like, oh, learn from that experience. That's exactly. not going to happen again. Exactly. In summary, lots of events going on for everyone, which will ignite forward momentum and get us unstuck from old wounds and baggage. We will get also a mystical trine with Mercury and Pluto in Capricorn on June 11th. Trines help us create winning solutions over our past struggles, and we can expect a sudden turn of events. It will require a new commitment in some form, but with the help of the trine, we will get victory over these things cool i had the hiccups yes i can tell i was like oh something is changing for holly right now in a big way in this very minute it's her breathing it's my hiccups (laughs) nice it is all about recovering losses or getting rid of negative habits and harmful legacies of the past that we must move away from trines are a very good influence it is a fast growth opportunity to release these wounds and heal very, very quickly. Typically, we need years to work on issues like this, and trines help speed that up for us if we are committed to making the needed changes. And that is all I have for right now for um, my update. That's uh, awesome. For takes us to probably the middle of June. Cool. Well, that's perfect. And I'm going to go ahead and talk about the tarot. And um, thank you, Carol. That was great. Well, thanks for listening. I I really like that. (laughs) And I, for those of you who are into the tarot stuff, if you've got your tarot deck and you're trying to learn better how to be a better reader, um, I'm just going to say that learning how to read the tarot well requires a commitment on the part of the reader to attune to spirit on a regular basis. Now, I have to say, I've been reading the tarot since the late 90s, and I love it. It's a great discipline. But I will tell you that it got better when I started to, I guess, do a little prayer before each tarot reading. And I have friends who are psychics that read tarot and that's what they do. They, Mm -hmm. I do that. You ask your higher self, your spirit guides, your guardian angels, your ancestors, friends that have passed of the highest vibration. That's what I say. Help me to know when to pull the cards because really at the end of the day, that is how you become a good tarot reader is you know when to pull the right cards and then you know how to interpret them. Mm-hmm. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. So uh, my little snippet today on the tarot is how to connect with that tarot deck. Um, so you want to use the tarot every day to, to develop your skill set and to establish your self-trust. Picking your deck that you usually use for readings is imperative because that is the deck you're going to use 
for the majority of your readings and you build a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what each of those cards mean to you. It doesn't matter what it means to Sally down the street. It means it matters what it means to you. So when you get a card, you're like, that means this to me, which means I need to tell my sitter, which is the person asking the questions, here's what I think this means. And does that resonate for you? Does it not? But it doesn't matter if it does or it doesn't. It's just the message. A lot of times you can read for somebody and they're like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then you'll hear back a month later, oh my God, none of that made sense, but it's all happened. You know, so you just never know. And can that work if you are not shuffling the deck and you are doing so. that and then they're shuffling because you've already put that precedent out that they're going to be guided yeah. to yeah. stop shuffling when it's the right I time? I don't necessarily have my reader shuffle the deck mm -hmm. because um, I do. Yeah. Some people do and that's fine. Or I'll have them just place their hands on the deck mm -hmm. and I'll that's shuffle good. on their behest because tarot cards can be hard to shuffle. Yes, they can. And sometimes the cards will get damaged and it is however you feel if you don't want them damaged or not. It's not, I don't think that's what drives me to have them shuffle or not, but I'll shuffle on their behest and have them touch the deck to get their energy on the cards. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that works, I don't know, but we're reading for that person. So the intent is already set. Yes. Okay. So that's how I see it. Because um, you can do tarot readings via the internet. And yeah, you they can. never are named in the same state as you or the country as you. And you're still going to be able to do a reading. So I believe that you can just get the person's name, what they're interested in knowing about, and read for them that way. And, and you're putting up into the ether that that's what you're trying to find out. So, yeah. When you're learning the tarot and you're trying to best connect to your specific tarot deck that you can use for your readings... Um, I give a couple of ways in which you can do this. One thing is to meditate. And also, I'm going to offer some affirmations. So to begin with, I would suggest you meditate before reading the cards. This will do two things. It helps you to focus so that you consider yourself fully on the cards. And it helps you to attune to your spirit. So you can open to receive any additional information or guidance from your intuitive higher self. I would also say put on some loose comfortable clothing, find a comfortable position and relax and just breathe. I thought you were going to say, put on some lipstick. I'm like, wow. Put on some lipstick, get into your sexy side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loose so, clothing. Loose clothing, relax and breathe. If you are so inclined, you may even ask your spirit guides or higher self or anything else that you may subscribe to in the spiritual realm to come forth and help guide you on your tarot journey. So just get comfortable is what I'm saying. Get comfortable in your body and get comfortable receiving information. Try to identify what's you and what's new. What is your ego? What is your feeling? And then what changes during the tarot reading so you can interpret that. Um, if you do receive any information during your meditation, write it down so you may refer to it later. You may also take this time to practice affirmations that help build your confidence in connecting to the cards. So you could say, I am a gifted tarot reader. I help people grow in the most positive ways. I am guided by my spirit and my tarot work. These are just a few examples of affirmations that can help build your self-confidence, but you should make up your own so they are more personal to you. And the feeling of belief is the most important aspect of affirmations. So if you do not feel any emotional punch when saying your affirmations, then tweak the affirmation until you do feel it or try a new one. So for example, if the original affirmation is, I am a great tarot reader, but when you say that you really do not feel it's true, then change the affirmation to say, you know what? I have given some successful tarot readings and my clients are very happy with my work. Because you will have some clients that are happy with your work. Mm -hmm. And that reaffirms to you that you've done a good job. Maybe not everybody has been happy, but mm -hmm. there are some people that have. And you want to focus on those positive readings. Yeah, um, And then there's people who, if they're just doing it for a hobby, right. can just say, every day I'm getting better and better at, better at this, at and reading tarot more accurate and more readings. intuition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, a, that's an idea if you want to work with affirmations and meditation. Um, you want to create that confident feeling because the more confident you get at this discipline, the better you'll be at it. So just, just know that what you're getting is correct. And, and if you don't believe it's correct, just baby step your way with affirmations and meditations until you get more confident. 
That's what I would say. Yeah, and I, I also think if you can just keep it simple for yourself in the beginning and just do simple spreads, don't try simple and do spreads. a full Celtic cross right. or some of the complicated ones, just keep it simple. And in fact, so you can digest it. It's funny that you say that because I started off with simple spreads. Then I went to the Celtic cross and now I'm back to simple spreads. Because mm-hmm. I think they're actually more informative for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's just me. Everybody has their own way to connect. Some people like the Celtic cross is the best. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Um, my second um, example for connecting to your tarot cards is work with your cards every day or try to. The best way to develop a relationship with a card is to work with them every day. Working with the cards on a regular basis develops a comfort and confidence in your tarot knowledge and reading skills. Try keeping a tarot journal and write down your daily questions and then record the cards you pull for each question. This allows you to look back over these readings later to see how close your interpretations hit for each question. Another technique is to create a personality for each card. Mm-hmm. Um, what or who does this card remind you of in your own life? Is there a celebrity or a famous story that you can identify for each card? By giving each card its own unique identifier, meaning or emotional resonance, you will know exactly what it's trying to say when it appears in a spread. By doing this, not only do you build a stronger familiarity with each card, but you create a repertoire of what each card means specifically to you which is exactly how tarot cards work. Everyone might get a different meaning from the cards, but if you have a a relationship built, then your readings are unique to you and it doesn't matter what they mean to other people. Yeah, we've had tarot parties before Mm -hmm. where we've sat in a circle and everybody will read and I'm just blown away by some people's interpretations of certain cards. It's very different from mine. Yes. But it all rings true. But they all do. Yes. They get accurate readings from it. for sure. So it's not so much if you read a book and this is what the card means, blah, blah, blah. It's what the card means to you and your connection to spirit. And that's Mm -hmm. really how I think tarot cards work. Um, My third example, and this one I really like um, because this is what I've been employing when I do tarot readings, develop self-trust by asking for certain cards. Yes. One of the biggest challenges to learning the tarot is to know if you are interpreting the cards correctly or if you're just playing a guessing game. One technique I have found has helped remove the guesswork and instead develop a foundation of self-trust. You simply ask for a specific card to appear. What I mean is after you have determined your question and you know how many cards you will pull during your reading, then while still shuffling, tell the cards, quote, if I pull two cards and one of them is the nine of pentacles, then I know I should take that job, end quote. So Mm -hmm. it's a yes or a no, or it means this or it means that. I have tried this approach on many occasions and many times it has worked. I have pulled the card that I requested for my answer. There is a one out of 78 chance of getting the card that I need. And if I pull it, I take it as a confirmation of what to do. Try this technique and see how it works for you. So I basically will say if someone comes to me and like, I want to know, should I be with Bobby or should I be with Jim? Okay, well, I'm shuffling. I'll say if she wants to be, if being with Jimmy is the right way to go, I'm going to get the lover's card. Yeah. And if being with Bobby is the right way to go, I'm going to get the emperor card or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see what shows up. Now, sometimes neither card shows up. Or you have two cards fall out and then they're supposed to be together. Right. Both of them. Maybe she waits for two-timer. for Steve. I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of times when I ask for a specific card, I'll say, I want this card or that card. Then the one will show up that means this will be oh yeah i've seen you do that and Mm -hmm. you'll say if i get the star card it means aliens and out it pops right yeah (laughs) right for sure so yeah so definitely that has been the case for me and so if you're learning the tarot try playing with that Mm -hmm. that's kind of an interesting game yeah and then my last uh point for connecting to your tarot deck keep your deck energetically clear it is important to keep your deck clear of energy which can accumulate after a lot of use If you are already reading for clients professionally, then it is best to try to clear your deck at the end of each day. Some readers may even clear their decks between each client, but if you're working at a party, a fair, or a farmer's market, there probably will not be enough time to do this. To properly clear your deck, you can put the cards in number and suit order, put them on a windowsill in the moonlight with a clear quartz crystal lying on top. 
Leave the cards there all night for a proper cleansing. Another technique is to burn sage sticks and wave the smoke over the cards. Go with whatever technique feels right for you. By cleansing the deck of old energies, you re-energize it and, quote, clean the slate so no old energy residue is left over from past clients and it's fresh and ready for your next clients. So that's just a great way to clear your decks. And you may not have time between if you're doing a lot of people at one time, you might burn some sage around it real quick and try to re reclaim it, but you won't have time to put it back in order and all of that. Yeah. So just do the best that you can. But I think that trying to clear the energies off the deck each time you read for somebody is a good idea. Um, picking out cards you want answers for specific questions, um, practicing with it every day, and trying to meditate and um, do affirmations around it are the best ways to connect to your tarot deck. Do you have anything else you want to add to that, Carol? Um, sometimes, like, if you get your psychic information in other ways, let's say at night through dreams. Oh, right. Sometimes I recommend um, sleeping on a tarot card or something that represents an answer that you want to get for yourself. Okay. I imagine a lot of people who are doing cards right now listening or are probably not professional tarot readers. They're probably people who are just have a basic curiosity mm. about it. And I found that that's a really good way of connecting with your deck um, because I, I actually would dream uh, certain themes when I'd I have know. You've had some my, great dream stuff. Yeah, when I'd have my cards with me while I'm doing that. Um, the other thing is to connect with your deck. Um, I, I always think it's fun to have it in a nice um, textured bag or oh, something sure. that has like silk or velvet. That helps to kind of erase the energies on mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And it just holds it with care mm -hmm. so that it just, yeah. anything that you can do to personalize it to yourself is always going a step and beyond. And it, it kind of helps you stamp your energy into the deck so it'll be accurate for you. Absolutely. And I know on this show, we use a variety of decks. And, you know, even for us, we've been reading tarots for years and mm, years decades. and years. Mm -hmm. Even when we get a new deck, it's difficult for us because we haven't taken the time to work with it. We haven't taken the time to bond with the deck. Sure. We can be experts, but it's not going to be as reliable as our our main ones we use every day for ourselves or our clients. So mm -hmm. just fair warning, don't feel frustrated. Just keep at it. If you're not getting yeah, just like keep at the it. information. It'll, it'll get better. It'll mm -hmm. get better for sure. I loved it. Thank you. That Thank was really you. great advice. And what we hope you guys are having fun with, with your tarot. Yeah. So Carol, what are we going to read on? You know, I think it would be prudent of us to read on something since Mercury is direct now. Mercury rules communications. Mm -hmm. And I came across a really interesting story. I don't know if everybody is aware of it, but a recent news article came out that members of our Senate were given free cell phones um, by the sergeant of arms to basically be in contact through satellite communication in case of a quote disruptive event weird they won't say what it is but obviously if you're connecting to a satellite it means that all other forms of communication have been knocked out so right. mm -hmm. i know we've had some you know threatening issues of maybe um, cyber attacks and things like that we also know that there's vulnerabilities in our grid um and while we may think our phones, lots of phones are connected to the satellite, that's not true. They're connected to cell phone towers. Yeah. Um, but to be truly connected to an actual satellite, um, there's not very many phones that do that. So it's very telling that they're handing these free phones out. And they're anticipating some kind of major situation. Something. Where all communication gets knocked out, but the senators can still communicate. It's a little unsettling. It's pretty unsettling. Let's do a reading on that and see what's really going on. Let's do it, especially okay. with Mercury going direct now. Right. We'll be right back. So I'm going to go, I'll go ahead and go first. Sure. I got elements. This is not a tarot deck. This is an oracle deck. So I got elements, spider, and voices. And for elements, I, I'm reading from the book here. It says, you're being guided to find harmony despite the various storms blowing your way. 
There is a reason for every symbolic storm, every quake, every fire, and every mudslide. You may not see the reasons behind those events. Nevertheless, these occurrences are happening so that you can release this energy, making way for healing to take place. So to me, I think we might have some natural disasters that come in. That's what I would take from that. Yeah. And that might knock out communications. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is perhaps what is coming our way. We might have some major storms or some major issues that are going to affect our technology. The next one I got was the spider. And the spider, it says, when the spider has come crawling into your spread to remind you to cast your weave, then give it time to catch your prey. Spirit is asking you to give the wish me a car stuff a break. Set your intentions, but then let them go. Don't obsess about how long it's taking your intentions to come to life or your spell to work. Focusing on getting your way only draws attention to the fact that you do not have it. This is a space where doubt creeps in and doubt is the destroyer of magic. Trying to take control of how something will come to you may be the very thing that keeps your goal from happening. So I think it might take some time to rebuild and just focusing on the day-to-day tasks of shelter, food, water is going to be perhaps what we're going to be focusing on. Basic survival Basic and survival not like stuff. wishing for the luxury stuff. That's right. And then I end with the voices. And that says here, this card has come to you as a reminder to listen to the guidance offered by spirit through your environment. Mm. One of the best ways to connect is to go out in nature, ask a question to the wind and listen for an answer. Perhaps a plant suddenly moves nearby or something floats on the wind in front of your face. These are all signs from spirit to you. Ask your question and wait for the powers that be to answer. Be open-minded about the ways an answer can appear. Look for synchronicities or consistent signs that come together to tell a story. Something is a sign if you feel a connection to it, no matter how silly it seems. Trusting your ability to receive the language of the spirit, the powers that be will see this and will offer more to you. So my guess is that um, we might find that a new structure emerges after this happens. And I'm not sure if this is... um, some kind of war that creates a nuclear disaster that's environmental. Um, But it does feel a little bit primitive in my reading that we're going to experience something that is going to knock out our way of life and we're going to rebuild. And it's going to be a rebuild of the community and not the bigger picture, a smaller community and not the larger whole. That's really insightful. I I'm going to use uh, for my interpretation the Phantom Wise Tarot, which is um, produced from the author of The Night Circus, one cool. of my very favorite books yes. of all time. Yeah, It's a beautiful book. It's so well written. She's one of the best writers, in my opinion, for yeah. prose and yeah. just making beautiful pictures in my mind of things. Um, the Night Circus reminded me of Something Wicked This Way Comes by... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know who you're talking Ray about. Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Ray Bradbury. Um, that was one of my favorite books too. Yeah. It's Erin Morgenstern. Um, she's got a couple books out, but Night Circus was definitely my favorite. And she's produced this tarot deck called Phantomwise. And I love it because we're fireside phantoms. Right. That's great. So in answering the question, I drew the Two of Cups the Seven of Cups, the Two of Wands, and then I did draw a clarifier card. And from what I'm gathering is the people who have these phones have no idea what's coming. Okay. So they're not told specifically what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been told that there are any number of threats coming our way that could wipe out communications. And this is represented by the Seven of Cups, where the girl's looking up, there's all kinds of um, cups and vessels above her head just floating in the air. She's looking at them and just kind of contemplating all these options. Um, My guess is that they want to be completely prepared for anything at this point that can happen. Now, the Two of Cups is they've gotten some information from one of our allies, Um, The Two of Cups represents our best friends. Um, In this case, it's our country's best friends or alliances that we deal with. 
in communication and they're giving us a heads up. Look, we we think you guys might be attacked. We think this might happen. They're, they're sharing some intel with us. Right. That's not getting trickled down to our senators in any way. It's being kept hush-hush. Um, but this is how they're trying to get prepared for it. And my last card, the two of wands, is the waiting and seeing which way this incoming disruption will take place. And I did draw a um, clarifier card, and I was just joking with Holly yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I said, "Guess I guess I'll be pulling the star card for you since you're going to be doing the oracle and yeah. I'm going to be doing tarot. Yes, Because um, we know that Holly thinks any day now... Um, we're going to get an incoming visit from our alien friends. Right. And I did draw the star card. You did. Hmm, interesting. So um, that could be maybe an option mm -hmm. as well, or maybe one of their aircrafts, you know, takes out some of our communication hmm. briefly. And But whatever it is, it's not set in stone, and they don't know exactly, exactly what it's going to be. Interesting, um, but it's coming from space. It might be coming from space, yes. So it might be a cyber attack. Could be. Um, or, or aliens. It, or at its worst, <laughs> an EMP, which would take us back to the Stone Age. Mm. Um, so we'll just have to... Wait and see. Yeah, I mean, the I didn't think the cards really told us a definite on that one. No, but my card certainly suggested that we might have to um, rethink everything. And or rebuild new systems. Rebuild new systems and figure out just basic survival, perhaps. Well, I know for me, I'm going to be checking into satellite phones. Yeah, you this should. This weekend. You can tap in you. with Senate and find out what they know. Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> T-Mobile. Right, cool. Are you connected to the satellite? T-Mobile's out of here. No. So is Verizon <laughs> and all the other ones. AT&T, goodbye. We hope you enjoyed that. Keep your loved yeah. ones, uh, yeah. get your walkie-talkies out. Some, there's some horror for your you. Ham, your <laughs> ham radio's close. And <laughs> All right. Take care until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Like psychocybin, psychocybin. Psilocybin? I'm sorry. Let me do that again. For example, <laughs> okay. in the past, some would be in... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, psychocybin. Hold on while I take some more <laughs> mushrooms there. Mm. By the way, I have yeah. my more fireball. This is not oh, the end. So. You lied to me. No, no. That bottle was the end of the bottle, but there's little But bottles. not the end of the road. No, there's more There's more fireball. Okay, let's kick this can down the road then oh, a bit okay, and, okay. Get, and get more okay. going. We, we will. Absolutely. Keep we going. shall. Okay. Um, we will finally get some Ford mo mo um, in, in, <laughs> in summary, lots of events going on for everyone. Every ev <laughs> take three. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode. <laughs>